Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today you are in for a not only real treat, but a real fun treat because I'm visiting with Ronnie Feldman. Ronnie is the president and creative director at Learning and Entertainments Creative. And I met Ronnie at the most recent SCCE 2018 Compliance Ethics Institute. And he has his company has one of the most innovative products and solutions for compliance training and ongoing compliance communications. So, Ronnie, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, first of all, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Oh, it's great to be here. I uh, love talking about entertainment and learning, comedy and compliance, and uh, helping this community find new and interesting ways to engage employees. So happy to be here. So, Ronnie, I think it's probably obvious from the introduction and even from your voice that you're not a compliance professional. So why don't you tell the audience your professional background and how you came to be intersected with compliance? Uh, Well, sure. It has been a strange and winding road. I actually have a comedy background. I came up through the Second City Comedy Institution, which many of you know is a Chicago, Toronto, and Hollywood. It's a sort of a training ground for a lot of the people that end up on SNL and, you know, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Stephen Colbert, and the like. So I came up through that organization. Of course, some people become famous and some people end up making comedic compliance content. And that would be me. (laughs) I think that's pretty famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So long story, uh, slightly longer is uh, I ended up actually working within the Second City to head up a division that ended up creating what became known as Real Biz Shorts. A lot of the community knows about that product. And so uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. But I did uh, leave the organization about two and a half years ago to launch L&E with the goal of exploring a wider variety of entertainment, not just humorous comedy videos, but entertainment can mean music, it can mean podcasts, it can mean gifts and memes, it can mean articles. So expanding the mediums while still being entertaining. And also to really focus on short, how can we do this quickly? So how do we engage employees quickly to balance the seriousness of the subject matter with a more entertaining delivery mechanism? So that's our mission. Uh, We're still trying to be entertaining and fun, but to really help the compliance professional break through and engage employees in, in a more positive way. Ronnie, on your website, which we're going to link to in our show notes, learningentertainments.com, Under one of the suites of offerings you have, under corporate culture, it says, we all can take an active role in shaping our corporate culture by choosing to communicate differently, lead with an open hand instead of a finger wag, change the tone, build a bridge, communicate colorfully. I would have to say as a recovering lawyer and as a compliance professional, that's a pretty innovative way to look at not only corporate culture, but changing the role of corporate culture. How do you really answer or help companies understand that different way to look at changing corporate culture? Well, yeah, there's sort of the, what I would say, the philosophical mindset of it and then the practical application of these things. But starting with the former, I think that what we get caught up in, and this is not just compliance, but in corporate America, is that 
the idea that we have a serious subject, so we have to treat that subject seriously. <laughs> but the problem is that often when we do that, it becomes boring and pedantic and employees don't pay attention. So you almost do a disservice to the message by being preachy and boring, which is not the intention, but that just seems to be the way things come out. So the way I, uh, I like to look at it is, you know, you have to separate the message from the delivery mechanism. A fun phrase that we use is there's a difference between having a difficult conversation and a conversation about a difficult thing. And I think it's more valuable, a more effective way to shape corp culture by focusing on how you communicate. And that could be your individual communication style. You know, they always say people won't go to the office of no, and which is sometimes hard for lawyers because you have compliance questions come up and the answer is no. But what you may be doing is essentially telling the employees that asking questions isn't uh, okay because they're going to get their fingers slapped. So there's all sorts of rationale on why a more open communication style, a more friendly communication style, to use an improv term, a more yes and communication style can help teach people that it's okay to come talk to you and ask for questions and ask questions and get advice. This is a little bit of a rambling answer, but the other important point here is that I think that the number one thing in the ethics compliance field, the number one problem you have to solve before you get into any training and any communication is that you all are trying to help advise and coach employees and keep the company safe and out of trouble. And they are afraid of you <laughs> or they don't like you or they don't think about you at all. So that disconnect is what we try and address, which is to give you a more friendly, positive way to approach these subjects, because then there's that halo effect on the organization, like we can talk about these things, we can ask for help, we're not gonna hide our problems. So Ronnie, you actually gave a line that uh, really struck me there. You must separate the message from the delivery mechanism. I think that's probably gonna be the title of this podcast episode, but you said something else, which was really about having a culture where employees were felt like safe enough that they could raise their hands and speak up. And why that's so significant in the compliance community is about 10 days ago, there was the first time ever an academic study around uh, whistleblower hotlines, but more importantly, just the concept of uh, whistleblower reporting mechanisms. And companies that had robust reporting mechanisms, whether it be a whistleblower hotline, whether it be a speak up culture, whether it be walking in your boss's office, had significantly lower litigation costs and fines and penalties. So taking that concept that you articulated, separating the message from the delivery mechanism is really, I think, a very innovative way for compliance professionals to think through not only what their ongoing communications are, perhaps even downstream, but also what does it communicate about the organizational justice and the organization's justice, which would allow that communication back upstream. Yeah, well, so... This is a subject that I love uh, talking about. I mean, you and probably your listening audience knows more about some of the studies and legal ramifications of you know whistleblowing and all those aspects. I look at it as in the baseline for most employees is they don't think about these issues very regularly. And I can't tell you how many companies I've worked with and they're like, we do posters, we push out videos, we talk about it all the time. And then if you go around and interview employees, there's still a large percentage of employees that don't know about it. And it's mostly because we're not communicating effectively and we're not starting from an even playing field. The even playing field would assume that they 
know about compliance, like compliance, think about compliance, and most people don't. So one of the things that we've done is uh, we're treating it like advertising. How do advertisers get things across? So we've started making like helpline jingles for companies where you literally sing the phone number. And again, it's we're treating the subject matter seriously. So we're talking about no retaliation and confidentiality, but we're singing it, which is weird, but sticks out and helps people remember it. And it's catchy. Another interesting assignment we just did is we created a man on the street campaign where we created an investigative news show and our newscaster went and interviewed real employees about the importance of speaking up and respecting the workplace. And did they know the culture and values and did they know the hotline? And uh, two things I want to say about that. One is we cut it together. So the employees were the champions of the cause, which I think is really helpful to kind of create a we're all in this together vibe. So the assets we created were promotional to promote these subjects, integrity, helpline, code, speak up. But on the learning side, that me, the compliance team learned that half the people didn't know about the confidential helpline. And these were hand-selected people that we thought would be good participants. So it just goes to show you that even an innovative company that chose to do this fun, interesting campaign still has work to do to make sure that everybody constantly knows that there are many options available to speak up. So, Ronnie, one of the things I found very interesting that you articulate is that compliance needs a makeover. And I was wondering if you could uh, give us some thoughts on, first, the need to rebrand compliance and ethics, but then what are some of the specific techniques that you and learning entertainments might help a company go through to give compliance that makeover? Yeah, this touches on some of the things we're already chatting about, and that is that most employees think, or they don't think about it at all. They think there's the scary compliance person who's going to be the office of no, who's going to stop me from meeting my objectives, or I did something wrong, I better hide it, I don't want these people to know about it. Because they think of you, and I'm, of course, speaking generalities, but they tend to think of compliance as scary police force or the finger wagger. So as I say, that one of the ways to do that is to communicate or creatively, I think of it as an advertising campaign. So in addition to your check the box training, which could be more interesting and could be more positive and could be more self-aware, but even if you think your e-learning needs to be more serious, you can do a campaign, which could be videos, posters, GIFs, memes, any communication channel you have that basically says the ethics compliance team is available for advice and support. We are here to help. So in all the ways that you can reach employees, those messages, I think, should continually be reinforced all the time because you're undoing an existing uh, preconceived notion that you all are scary people. So the different channels you have is obviously you have the way you train and what that looks and feels like. Is it done in legalese or is it done in a way that recognizes that they don't really want to do this <laughs> and explains why they should do this? And then there's the communication. What are you doing to reinforce that training? How are you advertising these things? And then the last point I, I touched on a little bit is we actually do a really fun thing in that we teach improv skills to compliance professionals as a professional development experience. And that's mostly on how to use the skills of an improviser to be more welcoming and opening in your communication style, which again, doesn't mean necessarily that you're bad at it. It just means that these are muscles that can be exercised, being better listeners, being ways to solve problems together, being more approachable. Yeah, that's what I mean when I talk about compliance needs a makeover, communicating in those sort of more positive ways. 
So why do you think, Ronnie, that training in and of itself is not enough? What is it about the either ongoing communications or sort of the other techniques that you've articulated for us that would help just the ongoing messaging of a compliance function internal to a corporation? Well, yeah, this is the part that I find most fascinating. And I'll give a quick preamble. And that is that even, you know, I love talking about comedy and compliance and entertainment and learning. I feel like even though that's why people approach us, we immediately need to start talking about the behavioral science on why this is a good idea. (laughs) And that's because, you know, to communicate differently within a corporate environment, you have to build a good business case for why this is an effective solution. And it is an effective solution. So anyway, what I mean by uh, why training isn't enough is that there's a lot of different statistics out there. The one that I usually hang my hat on is it says 87% of corporate learning is lost within the first month. It's an older stat, you know, it's probably 15, 20 years old. And I've heard different variations of it. But I think we all intuitively know that even if you do a great training, and people understand it, they also need regular reminding and reinforcement because people are forgetful. The other interesting one, I was reading Malcolm Gladwell, this is a couple of years ago, and he was talking about the fundamental attribution error, which I think is really interesting. And it basically says that we all tend to overestimate internal stimulus, as in I'm a good person, I do good things, and we underestimate external stimulus, which is environment affecting behavior. Environment has a huge effect on behavior. So even if you have knowledge and understanding and you pass the test, you still might do something not good. (laughs) And you might do that because of the social environment around you. The example I always give is, you know, people cheat on their diet. Like, you know the right answer and yet you still don't do it for other reasons. Like, I've been good all week. I deserve something bad. So humans sometimes, so knowledge and understanding and training to get people knowledge and understanding is only part of it. The other part of it is how you surround the social environment so that people police themselves or we're the kind of company that doesn't do these things. And that requires some of the things we talked about earlier, regular communication to talk about how integrity is important, that we tackle the tough subjects, that we're not the kind of company that does this. And I think that's what you need to find ways to get that in the atmosphere all the time. Oh, and the last part of that is if you want to be in the atmosphere all the time, you better make that as messaging interesting and positive or else they're going to hate you because <laughs> you don't want to get message fatigue by, as I keep saying, wagging the finger at people saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, or they'll tune you out. So to me, it all goes hand in hand. How do you be in the environment more regularly? How do you remind and reinforce regularly? It better be short and interesting and positive. So that's how we try and tackle it. So, Ronnie, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if anyone wanted to follow up with you directly or find out more about learning entertainments, how could they do so? Oh, great. So our website is www.learningsentertainments.com. So that's the word learning with an S on the end and entertainment with an S on the end. And I love to hear just different ideas from the community and different things that you're doing. We're constantly trying to innovate and create new, interesting, fun ways to get these very serious messages out to the community. So we love to create that dialogue where we get the questions like, hey, can you all do this? Or have you ever thought about this kind of idea? Or we have some content needs around this very specific subject. Can you create something on that? So anyway, we'd love to hear from you and 
kind of create this ongoing dialogue with the ethics clients community about finding new creative ways to kind of make the workplace better. So I've been visiting with Ronnie Feldman. He is the president and creative director of Learnings Entertainment. It's been a fascinating exploration on how and even an innovative techniques that Ronnie has been uh, developing and actually using to separate messages from the delivery mechanism and incorporating comedy into your message. Ronnie, I wanted to thank you again for visiting with me today, and I greatly look forward to continuing the conversation. Hey, thanks a lot, everybody. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.